to play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes five through eight. I got there. I remembered <laughs> numbers. Five through eight of Move to Heaven. Yeah. Oh, why did we think Big Sad September was a good idea? You know, sometimes you try new things, you cry a lot, and then you, I don't know, do it again next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought my heart could handle this. I don't know why I thought it would be fun. Like a fun thing to just like cry cathartic. all the time. Yeah. yeah, like like a good catharsis thing to just cry. Um, I, I mean, I... Also thought that, though, to be fair. Is it hive mind? Is it because we're both the same and we're both insane? Um, who's to say? But... I think what's we are. A- yeah, what made you cry the hardest, Emily? Um, oh my god. I don't, I don't know. Every episode I cried. I so. teared up every episode. I fully cried at the Nike shoes part, which felt <laughs> oh like maybe God. not the saddest. <laughs> was it the saddest? It was. to say? Yeah. It was. That part I bawled. I cried at the amusement park when <laughs> it was just two good boys <laughs> connecting, having fun. Enjoying each like, other. Oh, you happy cried? Here, have a sad cry. Have a good, good sad cry over some Nike shoes. Over some Nike shoes. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, For those of you who, I guess everyone who listens to this episode has seen the episodes of the show, Um, there were so many years of Nike shoes in that cabinet that that good dad and brother just held out hope that he would find his little brother and bring him home someday. I can't handle that. We're gonna we're gonna round back to this, because this is important to talk about. But from the top, I cried episode five. Mm-hmm. I wrote yes. not a proposal. Cause once you find out it was a proposal, I I thought it was just a regular old stupid love letter. It's not. It's a proposal. Yep, yep, I yep. Uh I held that episode together. Up until the last second, you know, just by a string, I was holding on to my emotions. And I will tell you the one thing that I kind of disagreed with, that once again, I have a soapbox to stand on here today on this day, but uh, it did it did help me. It, it tethered me. My soapbox tethered me to not the most sadness up until the moment that the good boy, Ian, was playing a cello. It was at Ian Park. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing both of the rings. The oh ring that God. he would have been proposed to with and his part, his late partner's ring. Uh, broken. Yeah. We're I, broken. I definitely ugly cried. Um, (laughs) thank you in the dark I had turned off I was watching it I almost never watch it in our bedroom we have a tv in our bedroom and I almost never watch it in there but I uh have been working jobs again (laughs) recently and was sitting in chairs all day and I have developed I am the worst at sitting in chairs I currently am 
both legs folded up under me, hunched into my microphone. It's my natural state of being to, like, hunch in a chair. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, don't call me out like this. <laughs> and I, uh... So yes, that's just how I sit all day, and I have just the most massive knot in my shoulder at the end of the day, all, like every day. So I was sitting in bed with a heating pad on my back because it was it was helping me feel better, and but I noticed that the lighting in our bedroom has a terrible glare on the TV. So obviously I turned it off, and then yes, in the dark in bed at like six p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> was ugly crying over two rings a cellist was wearing as he played a Christmas song in the middle of summer. So sad. Yeah. Um. But the soapbox that I clung to, and then I will stop just mic-hogging over here like crazy. <laughs> I get so bummed when the only LGBTQ plus representation in a show... And in this particular case, the only gay representation in a show is a tragic love story. Because that is a thing that for years and years and years, a couple decades, that's something that Western media exploited like crazy. They will represent them, but only tragically. No happy gays here, which is a bunch of bullshit. Uh <laughs> And, I mean, and it can be beautifully done, obviously. This show did it beautifully as well. But I can see that repeating in some media, like in a lot of the more popularized Korean dramas. Uh, not all of them. Some of them have that representation as not tragic storylines. But the two that come to mind that we've done for the podcast now are this one and... Uh, we watched Her Private Life, and no spoilers, but there is a storyline that, you know, has some similar themes. That uh, It was still beautiful. I definitely cried during Her Private Life at that part as well. This was beautifully done. I loved them. I loved their love. I loved the note that the doctor wrote to his love to propose. That was gorgeous. And about being a braver human being. I just guess I wish that, you know, all we got... I, I also loved how they were talked about within, you know, our main characters and how Uncle uh, Sungu talked about how, yeah, it, it it's scary for parents when their kids are different. But also, good boy uh, Guru was very, very straight up about how insane that is. You know, uh, that you can love your child, not even in spite of being different, but just love your child and love their differences. And that's Period. also possible. Yeah. Oh, I hear that. Okay. I don't think it occurred to me while I was watching it, but I'm glad you brought it up because you've got a point. It's, they definitely feel like they have more room in this drama by being like, Literally everybody we talk about is dead. Yeah, that de that definitely was another aspect that I was wondering if I was being too sensitive. <laughs> uh, probably yes, but 
With kind of good reason, with evidence yeah. throughout a lot of media that that's something that is exploited, is the tragic yeah. storyline. There was a... S- Sorry to jump off of that. No, that's okay. Go for it. The parents were kind of like, we're getting rid of his stuff quickly because that person is coming back. Is that something we're coming back to? Is that Are we getting the spinoff with these awful parents? What was that all about? I'm pretty sure that person was his love. They knew that he was in love with a man. And they were trying, that was at the point they were trying to keep it up in the air. Remember when it was a big mystery and then all of a sudden, did you also immediately know that he was a gay man? Yeah. Yeah, because they are terrible in this show at (laughs) dropping very discreet hints. It's so immediate. It is so immediate that we've known every time so far. You know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, last episode it was the boyfriend was clearly a murderer. This episode, that man is clearly in love with another man. Uh-huh. It's very obvious, but it's I don't know, cute to watch the main characters be like, "Which woman is it?" <laughs> Guys. Oh my god. It's also, I guess, a fun way to confront the maybe everyone was thinking a little too heteronormatively. At least the main characters. Yeah. (laughs) If you were paying attention, it wasn't a surprise. I'm so sorry if any of our listeners were surprised. You may not have been (laughs) paying attention. Okay, thank you for explaining that, because I guess I'm just dumb and was like, I don't know... Who this person is that you're talking about that's going to be in your house looking for his stuff. Um, What? But also they're just the world's worst parents. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't want them coming back. That's what I was worried about, that they would come back. Yeah. That's another, um, you know, worth representing. But, you know, it comes up a lot. The unsupportive parents storyline. Or rather, the unsupportive emotionally cut off insecure with his own masculinity father and the mother who does nothing Ugh, gross yeah barf but i guess i say the world's worst parents after watching what sangu and good papa brother grew up with probably not the world's worst parents yeah yeah there there's a couple worse parents in this I show i guess If we have to rank physical abuse versus emotional abuse, (laughs) which we are completely equipped to do, we're going to put physical as worse. Only marginally. Only marginally. Emotional abuse is pretty much also equally destructive in a completely different way. They both seem damaging. Um, Yeah. Yikes. This show... um, I think episode six is the one that will probably stay with me forever. I've been looking at apartments in Tokyo recently, and there was one that had an indoor terrace. Like, the balcony was enclosed, similar to the wonderful greenhouse that we saw in episode six. And I got teary-eyed just looking at apartments. I was like, (laughs) okay, well, this episode's gonna scar me forever. Apparently... It's not. I I have a soft spot for old people. I've always known that. But 
dang, I didn't think it was gonna be this hard for me to watch K-dramas anymore. Yeah, how... How have they done... They did it. <laughs> they really did it. They did it. Um, I think the hardest part uh, of that... Because it was all so beautiful and wonderful and the love between those two characters that had passed were was clearly very lovely. But I think it was hard to deal with how... I don't know. I was. I think what will stick with me, unfortunately, I don't want it to be the part that sticks with me about the episode, is I'm going to be thinking about that air conditioner that little girl bought him and that man that would not let him use it for the rest of time. We're going to burn so- his house down. Yeah, where is he? Where is that man? <laughs> you are going down. I am dragging you to hell with me, sir. I want him to lose his income is that bad does that make me a bad person it does I want, not. To... I want him to lose a limb so i think you're doing better than me i guess what i kind of hoped even though i knew it was too much to hope for and maybe bad storytelling because it's wrapping everything up in maybe too neat an unrealistically neat package but I didn't entirely understand who that man was who showed up at the funeral and then all of the people who subsequently showed up at the funeral. I thought he was a maybe some kind of businessman who maybe owned the apartment. Do you know? Did, am I just a dummy who missed it? Can you explain to me who that man was? Kind of. There's a <laughs> company uh-huh. and their like, CEO's wife died or something. And so all these people from the company were at the funeral for this woman who's very high up in the company. And that old man is also someone very high up in the company. I don't think he's like the CEO. I feel like he wouldn't have started so low in the company if he was like a chayball, if Mm -hmm. if he was born to money. But he said he started pretty low in the company and that old man who passed away was his manager and he was like, he was always super nice to me. He was a great manager. And then one day he just, like, left the company and I didn't know where he went. And end and that relationship. Gotcha. Okay, because I thought maybe he could be the boss that fired the building manager for abusing his employees. But you know what? That's, it's fine. I, like <laughs> I said, I just needed too much to the extent that it probably would have been bad storytelling. I just hate him so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad. That little girl raised money to buy this janitor slash, like, building maintenance man the sweetest gift of AC so that he could be comfortable in his offices in the heat of summer on an island in a big city where it notoriously gets so hot. It showed us a thermometer. I still don't know the conversion between Celsius oh, and Fahrenheit. Oh, do you know what it said? I didn't read it. No, I didn't. I just figured it was hot. I, <laughs> I took Real that hot. to mean it's hot. Uh, Fair. And I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I, I just want that man to be evicted from his building... <laughs> management 
See, I feel like you are so sweet because I keep thinking you're going to say, I want that man to be a victim of like a crime. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Raquel, get him. I, would I want like him, him to dead. be a victim <laughs> of any crime. Just pick something. I want that little girl to grow up to also <laughs> be a serial killer. <laughs> Start I with want- that man. Yeah, like a vigilante serial killer. I this is we usually don't write our spin-off until the bonus <laughs> episode. This has really gone off the rails. We usually don't write our spin-offs this dark. <laughs> it's been pretty worked up about this dude. But yeah. He's the one that started it all with the fake out deaths at the beginning of the episode. He's like, Oh man, get my golf bags and you're like, Come on, dude. Is that even his job? He's the, like, security guard. And then fired the man for getting hit by a car. For getting hit by a car, you get fired? I'm pretty sure there's got to be labor laws against that. Even it, I, like, I don't know Korean labor laws. Feels like there's labor laws. But I know that internationally, I assume Korea's also hit by this. I know Japan has a real problem with it, with being such a... Being a workforce that's weighted really heavily towards the older generation, like, it's pretty easy to fire someone who is pretty old and just be like, we'll find someone young to replace you and just not worry about what's going to happen to this old person that has a hard time finding a new job because they're, like, 70. Ugh. This I world bumps me out. That's a problem. Yeah. We, we need a new one, I think. I think this world is broken and we need a new one, right? Ship this one off to sea, find a new world, find a new society, like just globally, everyone. Okay. And we don't want Elon Musk's version. I don't no. trust that man. That dude can choke. Eat the rich. Okay. We don't want to go to your Mars. We want to go to our Mars, people's Mars. <laughs> Okay. The Mars of the people. <laughs> ah! But that darn funeral very, gave me a lot of vibes from another show we've watched recently. No spoilers. But if you've seen one good funeral, you want to see more. Yep. It's not a you've seen them all situation. It's a you want more good funerals forever situation. Give me more touching funerals, please. Please. They nailed it. Like, as. <laughs> against the system as I am for being like you don't know this dude I don't feel like you need to come to his funeral and pay your respects when you have no idea who he is it is nice to see just being like I guess my boss knows him so I'll go pay some respects to this dude it's nice to see a full house at a funeral mm-hmm. even if nobody knows who he is yeah like it didn't necessarily change the entirety of how sad the situation was didn't turn didn't do a 180 necessarily only one of those people that paid their respects actually knew him as he was uh but that said like it do- it does feel better to not have um an empty funeral yeah yeah Ugh. Ouch. ouch uh so more pain more pain <laughs> happened Yeah, I think I teared up a little bit, and I was exceptionally hurt after episode 7, 
but I didn't actually cry. Same. It was one that I was like, I don't want to watch any more of this show, though, because it hurts so bad. Yeah, because it just got so heavy, because that was the episode where we see a lot of um, the relationship between Sangu and the young man that yeah Suchol yeah Suchol and you know I guess we didn't know exactly how it was going to end but we know where the relationship is headed as we're watching it and it just you know in that way I think that's what stopped me from being sad enough to cry literally cry about it to shed (laughs) my wet wet tears over it but I did get yeah really bummed out as it mm-hmm. progressed because i just didn't seem like it was gonna look up ever and then it didn't it proved me right proved you right it was just a real sad episode in like a real beautiful way why did i mm-hmm. keep saying real 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 a real real good episode <laughs> um beautifully done not too confusing as always some character motivations are frustratingly confusing. Mm-hmm. Why does this good boy go back to fighting? It, is it before or after he gets diagnosed with punch drunk syndrome? I think it's after. I, I'm pretty sure they tried to explain it as he wanted to get more money for his business. Just that one last fight and then he was out. But also, yeah, I just, that feels maybe, I don't know. It just didn't feel super realistic to me. Yeah, to be like, he got diagnosed with, like, fighting syndrome, so he quit his professional career, but decided to do one more big money fight. I don't know. It's money. I know that money is, like, attractive. We Mm -hmm. all need it. It's also frustrating to be like, I want to open this business with my dad, or, like, continue this business with my dad, and you're like, who's your dad? Where's he been? Where, yeah, where, what's he up to? Tell us more, I guess. Because it's been like two years. Your sister's the one taking care of you. Where's this dad that you were going to start a business with? Yeah. And I guess, obviously, they didn't have enough money to start the business, so maybe the parents wouldn't have had enough money to take care of him. I just am curious why the entirety of paying for hospital bills for this young man fell to Singu. I think we're approaching a time in our podcasting, I don't know if we can call it careers, in our podcasting, um, I don't know. Yeah, days where it might be time to research how healthcare in Korea works, because in some (laughs) shows we watch, it feels very socialist. And in other shows we watch, it feels incredibly predatory, but I'm pretty sure the U.S., is the only country in which someone can die because you... Uh, sorry. The only country that um, has, like, fully developed healthcare that you can die by for just, like, not having the money to pay for surgery or a medical bill or something. And even then, even in our garbage medical care system, just absolute throw it out medical care system that we've got going that just is actively, you know, keep people unhealthy because others can profit off of that. Wow. Um, 
even in that situation where we're trying to profit off of the health issues of others, I'm pretty sure they would still just do the surgery. Yeah. Uh, and then you pay for it with debt for the rest of your life. Yeah. But I'm not sure how it works if somebody is, like, in a coma and on life support. I wonder, yeah, I don't know if life support comes into, like, you're paying a lot of money to keep this person alive. They, I think that's a big thing, though, uh, with, now that I'm talking about it, with writing your will and saying, like, if I'm on life support, keep trying to save me, keep me alive for as long as possible, versus deciding for yourself, like, please let me go. If I'm on life support, please don't keep me alive, because it will put you in debt for the rest of time. Yeah, and it is, like, a you sign a DNR. So actually, I'm pretty sure it defaults to keep me alive unless you have signed a DNR. Mm. that allows people to say, like, this person doesn't want to be resuscitated. If, you know, they start crashing, don't resuscitate them and, uh, like, pull the plug. But it's crazy to be like, he's starting to fail. We could do this surgery to save him, but you guys have to decide. Oh, too late. He died. So, psych. (laughs) What? No, what? Yeah, I guess I just... We've reached the point where, sorry, Maurice is throwing a fit behind me, (laughs) and he's waiting until I'm talking to throw the fit, so I can't edit it all out. Um, But yeah, I just, I guess I just don't, I don't think that's how healthcare works, but also I don't know, and that's why I think it might be time for me to take a minute to understand just the basics of the Korean healthcare system. So that the next time this comes up, when we're watching a Korean drama, I can either say bullshit, or I can say, no, that tracks. I mean, you gotta think it tracks, because there are so many people in Korea that have to be watching this show and be like, that's make-believe, you know? I think it would eject you too much from the drama if you were like, no, they would never just let someone die. Yeah, and I know it's a Netflix-created drama, but I'm pretty sure that even when Netflix produces the dramas, they're usually still Korean-written, like, Korean, you know, they're they're still Korean dramas, it's just yeah. produced by Netflix. Yeah, I think they have a production company in Korea. Mm-hmm. Korean Netflix. Korean Netflix. The best Netflix. They keep on creating the best shows I've ever seen. It makes me sad. But mm-hmm. apparently they're fake. They're freaking fake. Because yeah. they can't possibly just let this dude die. Bring Suchol back is what we're saying. Bring him yeah. back. <laughs> Give him the surgery. This is illegal. We want a different ending for Suchol. What you did <laughs> doesn't work. In our minds, we want Korea to be the best country, so go ahead and make it the best country now. Don't let people just die over, I don't know, money. That's that's an American thing. That's an American thing. We've that's we copyrighted that. Okay, (laughs) trademarks. You can't just let people die because they're poor, unless you're American. Okay, get out of here. 
I'm also very confused by the note on the back of the business card. <gasps> Craig. <laughs> I probably shouldn't yell during our podcast. <laughs> Whoops, good luck editing that out. <laughs> good, I'll leave it in and everyone can hear about how Craig peeked his head in to get Maurice out of the room to feed him dinner. That's what that was. And then, and then Craig gets so excited when they just make <laughs> eye contact through the video camera. Just stupid excited to see Craig. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite person. I think oh that's God. the first time we've said my boyfriend's name on the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't know if you wanted to take it out. May, uh, right. It's probably fine. He'll be fine. It's not like it's we're sharing his impossible. full name, which is Craig. Just kidding. <laughs> his social security number, which is... <laughs> I oh, know. I do have a story. We were Sorry, this is such a sidebar. Really quick. We were at his brother's house the other night. We were having dinner because we were watching his brother's dogs for the week, but his brother invited us over ahead of time to give us the lowdown on what plants to water and how and where to find food and stuff. And um, we walked up and uh, Craig saw his brother's social security card was on the counter. And so he teased him and he was like, haha, now I know your social security number. And his brother said, oh, yeah, well, I know yours, too. And he flipped it over. And someone had written Craig's security, uh, sorry, social security number on the back of his brother's social security card and his sister's. It was the three of them. All three of them, what? one spot, I guess, for ease of access. I do not understand. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. And I don't think you're supposed to write on those cards. No, I'm pretty sure that that's not the opposite of what you're supposed to do but you know his brother will always have craig's social security number just on hand and his sister's social security number that's hilarious yeah it was killing me also just the moment that he could respond to craig's yeah. tease and be like no 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 see you've got no, no, nothing no. on me good luck that's memorizing adorable. that i have yours written down <laughs> Um, I was gonna say, I don't understand the back of this card that's Papa. I need to write down his name. Guru's Papa mm -hmm. has a business card that he apparently gave to Suchol at some point that says, I'm Han Sangu's brother, which is Cho Sangu. We know, we made that connection. Make sure they meet. Make sure whom's to meet. I thought what? that maybe. Did it say. Was it an introduction, or was it uh, maybe he gave his card to uh, Su... Shu, what's his name? Su Gong? Su, Su Chol? Su Chol. Jeez Louise, you li literally just said it. I'm a monster. Um, <laughs> You're fine. Su Chol's... I, I figured Su Chol wrote that note. This is from Sengu's brother. Oh! I, I need to make sure they meet or something. Oh, okay. So he's like, I gotta make sure they meet. I'll invite that guy to the match. To like, okay, okay. Wow, I'm six steps behind these episodes. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. My brain is mush. Uh, Han Jung-woo. Ooh, so Jung-woo. Yeah, Jung-woo. Well, now we look dumber. Whoops. What if we call him Jung-goo? <laughs> Is that unfair because it's not his name? Is that not his name? We shouldn't do that because it's not his name, maybe? But 
I see that. Maybe we I see will. that. <laughs> what? I want to circle back to where we started this episode eight, the relationship between the two brothers that's continually um, breaking my heart. You know what we should have known? Because last week we talked about how maybe it was more complicated and Han Jung-woo actually said, did something bad, was maybe a morally great character at one point who became a better person. No, he was literally always the best person from day one to day end to end game. He was, he might be Jesus, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's how that works. If we're religious, I don't think either of us are, but he's just so I think you good. could tell by the fact that you said he might be Jesus. I think you could <laughs> tell that we weren't religious in that moment. <laughs> I think that was the dead giveaway. That, that was the moment that <laughs> everyone said, oh, these two don't have religion. They don't get it. Yeah, this dude's Jesus. Um, <laughs> he's amazing. I I just wish he could be a murderer and we could dislike him for something. Because darn, I can't handle another mall collapse. Very oh my reminiscent gosh. of Just Between Friends, as Raquel calls it. <laughs> name. I cannot remember that that's not the name, though. <laughs> I can't do it. I. It's always going to be just between friends there was These no romance for that are really friends <laughs> uh, just between lovers messed me up for mall collapses forever yeah clearly they're i feel like they're referencing the same very traumatic historical event for korea right i'm pretty sure that happened in korea in 1995 is that right it, yeah it looked like real footage did I Google anything? No, because I'm too scared. Not going to mm-hmm. Google punch drunk syndrome. I'm scared of that. <laughs> what will come up? Not going to Google this mall collapse that looked like real footage, and I'm I'm too scared. I'm too scared yeah. to know about it. I It definitely uh, almost... We'll talk about it in the bonus episode, probably, that this was an actual historical event that we did not give enough credit to being part of history when watching Just Between Friends. <laughs> because <laughs> um, we're too scared to know the truth yeah uh holy cow that for three days also so once again some some of those just between lovers flashbacks yeah and then it's this high school kid i don't know if there's anybody if there's any appropriate age to be trapped in the rubble of a collapsed building but Watching a young high school man is uh, very hard. Yep. Old enough I... to be very cognizant of what's going on. Yeah. Young it feels like to be very strong enough to survive. What we've been... All of the Korean dramas that have referenced this event, it's been literal children stuck in rubble. And that's tough that they keep just bringing that in. I'm going to make this joke forever. If they were under 10... They wouldn't even remember. <laughs> They'd be Korean drama children. They wouldn't know. Um, just like how, I don't know, Sengu did actually remember some stuff before 10 years old, but he didn't remember it all accurately. Yeah. He didn't put two and two together, which I don't blame him for. He wasn't yeah, he like, was I bet my brother was in that. Yeah. He saw Freaking it. Idiot. He remembers it happening, but he doesn't 
I mean, I don't think I would immediately assume. But also, I didn't grow... I grew up in... My childhood was so happy that it's completely ruined adulthood for me, because I just had a very, very dope childhood. Um... So I have only excellent memories of, you know, I would not have immediately been like, my parents are dead. I was a worrier, for sure. I've had anxiety my whole life. But other than just, like, the worries I made up in my head, I still don't think that my mind would have gone to, oh, yes, my family member was in this awful event. Mm-hmm. Uh he did grow up in a really traumatic home, but I still, I, like, you know, I don't know how that affects your brain entirely. I I guess what I'm saying is eight-year-old me wouldn't have put it together. I also don't blame young Sungu for not knowing that his brother was in that collapse. Yeah, I am spiraling into what happens to him after that, which genuinely does not matter. Genuinely doesn't matter at all. I just want to know... That his older brother from his hospital bed was like, I need to hire a private detective to go find my younger brother. And that he failed, you know? Like, year after year, he was like, this private detective's coming up with nothing. I want to know that he kept looking for him. Because obviously, he kept thinking about him and caring. And I just... I don't know why I need that extra mile. I don't. I don't need it. It doesn't matter to the story. It just, it would make my heart content to know that he was looked for. That Jungwoo wasn't like, ah, I'm in the hospital now, and I'm thinking about him, but there's nothing I can do. I figure he must have, and that's how he found the lead of, uh, the other, the... Sucho? Uh, yeah, Sucho. God damn it. Um, I'm just assuming that's how he found him and gave him his business card and said, uh, I would like to meet with my brother. And then Suchol wrote on the back of the card, I gotta remember this. Uh, He was, he did have, he had been hit in the head a lot. He had been hit in the head a lot, sorry. He had been hit in the head. You think he can't take notes sometimes? (laughs) Raquel. Oh no, Raquel, (laughs) cut this out. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's funny. You're okay. You're okay for giving Suchol a hard time. Yeah. Oh, poor Suchol. He had to poor write Suchol. stuff down. He'd been punched in the head too many times. Ah, I can't handle Suchol's fate. Um, did Speaking of storylines that we kind of saw from a mile away, obviously I saw this from a meter away. It was right at the end there. Did you... When Guru introduced the fact that his dad met his mom in a hospital and his mom had like been in the hospital pretty sick for most of his life or for most of her life, excuse me, did you guess that Guru was adopted at that point? No, I didn't. I so that's one of maybe the obvious cues I didn't pick up on that he that's was adopted. I, like I said, it was not. <laughs> Very intuitive of me to guess it right at the end there. But I was like, I felt pretty smart for being like, if she was in the hospital her whole life being sick, she probably didn't have a baby. That just seems unlikely. 
Um, yeah, that Raquel tracks. and I have been talking a lot about how hard pregnancy is recently. Yeah. Because it's very hard on your body, and before, I just can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, before you give birth and then after. And so, mm-hmm. yes, that tracks. Yeah. But it's kind of like the murderer storyline when Namu ended our last four episodes being like, your uncle's a murderer. And I was like, it's a bit much for me, Namu. Yeah. It was a bit much for uncle to be like, he's adopted. Yeah, they do like- need to chill on the big reveals. I feel a little bit like they're not giving us enough credit. Yeah. Is it bad that he's adopted? Are you sad? Are they trying to tell us how to feel so that it's a like harder drop? Because it would have just been a much more interesting reveal to have him, you know, like looking at it and being like, maybe, maybe he could feel shock. I don't know. He's an incredible actor. He, His physical acting skills, his body language, incredible. His body? His body. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> you are. You are not. It wrong. is what it is. But he's yeah. looking good. He's fit. He's fit. Um, he's looking good. He knows it. Yeah, he knows it. He works on it. His work shows. He's doing a great job, and his physical acting is also very good. His body language when he acts is very good. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He did not have to say it out loud. He could have used. His very good body language acting skills. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who are illiterate, just in case they didn't translate that paperwork, he was he was given the most. He was gonna tell us this boy is adopted, and it's blowing my mind. I'm like, I don't know. It seems like that's something that happens these days. Some like kids are adopted. Some kids are adopted. Some kids are fostered some kids are born through surrogacy there's so many things going on that's here. the word i was looking for and it was completely gone from my brain <laughs> i'm glad you got there because i was going to try and describe surrogacy <laughs> without saying the word where like the person <laughs> is pregnant on behalf of other people but it's not their baby it's they're like a body baby, like a body double their... yeah like a pre- like a pregnancy body double like a Stunt double. <laughs> like a pregnancy stunt double. Where the baby's inside of them. <laughs> I'm. Is surrogacy. It inappropriate to refer to surrogates as pregnancy stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better than referring to them as the lady from that Predator movie. <laughs> but I don't know. Pregnancy is a mess, y'all. <laughs> M knows. I know from just reading about it and being afraid of it, so... (laughs) As you should be. (laughs) But, anywho, there's a lot of ways to have a baby, and I feel like it's not that shocking to be like, oh, he was adopted. Interesting. Something I didn't know about Guru, including everything about Guru. I literally know nothing about this child. I've taken very little time to get to know this child. He's a hard person to make a connection to, but also, I haven't I taken haven't a lot of tried. time. <laughs> <laughs> so to find out that he's adopted is just one of the many things I didn't know. Really shouldn't be that <laughs> shocking. 
Whoops. We did spend one day together at a theme park, so I think we might be best friends now. Cute. So cute. I'm here for that. I'm here for that journey. I was completely wrong about all of my thoughts on how romance might shake out in this drama. Mm-hmm. Just 100% wrong. Because there is a new romance for Sengu. Not surprising. Hot boys gotta have a romance, I guess. I thought there would be no romance in this show, and our Do do We Ship It episode for our Patreon would be just fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, no, no. Don't worry. Here's a romance. We'll give it a little wink for now. It's just a little wink. But it'll come back. It'll come back up later. Some low-key romance. I'm ready for it. I'm more interested in deep diving it in the Do We Ship It? Because honestly, it's mostly nothing at this point. I don't feel like you're missing much in this episode if we just don't really talk about it. Yeah. If you're curious about... Wow, my voice did break there. Thank you. Um, If you're curious about what Do We Ship It is, it's a thing we do for our Patreon patrons, where we pretty much just riff and give relationship advice to the... To whoever is having a relationship that we may or may not ship in the show. And uh, they're short little episodes, but if you're interested in checking them out, they are on our Patreon. Um, They are behind our Happy Award winner tier level. Uh, But they're fun. We have a good time. They're fun. Is that a good transition into our our housekeeping? Yeah, let's housekeep. Unless, are you finished anything else on your notes that we missed? That's all my notes. That's everything for me. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, There's a couple things. Let's start with the Patreon, since we were just talking about it. It's patreon.com slash playonk. We have two tier levels, $1 or $5, so it's pretty affordable uh, per month. And you get access under our $5 levels to stuff like that. And we published our first video this week. And boy, howdy, did so much sweat and tears go into learning how to video edit. And did it turn out good? I think so. Emily will have to tell you because I edited it and I am devastated. (laughs) It's fine. A little bit stressful. Yeah, it was a little bit stressful. But... uh, it was a lot of fun. We're just doing, uh, we're calling them flashback reviews. Um, so if you don't mind flashing back to some old play on K, we are talking about shows that we rewatched from back in, you know, we, we rewatched them. We watched them once back in the day and then we rewatched them again. And that's our videos. And they're a lot of fun. And our new one will be coming out at the end of this month. So keep them in mind. And yeah, just some other bonus content. The $1 level is just, you know, if you want to let us know that you're thinking of us and you keep and it helps us keep on the lights. Thank you yeah. very much. We appreciate anything and everything. If you want to just give us a hey, you can do that on Twitter at playonk or on Instagram at playonkpodcast if you want to keep up with our new releases and tell us like hey i'm listening what's up you're doing a good job we'd appreciate it yeah and then um we also have what do we still need to do wow you can do our email oh we have an email uh if you want to shoot us a quick email at playonkpodcast at gmail.com 
then uh, we always love to hear from you. We will email back. And we, uh, yeah, it can be anything. It can be like a recommendation for a drama to watch. We're booked out for the year, all book, booked out on recommendations, but... But the uh, year's almost over. Yeah, holy cow. So if you have a K-drama that you loved that you want us to watch, let us know. If you just want to talk about what we, like the episode we recently put up, we love to hear that. So yeah, get in touch. Yeah, we also have a website where you can find all of our episodes. You can leave comments on the episodes. There's a link to our Patreon there, as well as you can sign up for our newsletter and find links to our affiliates, NordVPN, Skillshare, and Blueberry Podcast Hosting. That's all at playonk.com. Yeah, and then uh, we are pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And on, did we already do this part? I'm so sorry. I've lost my mind. As you can tell, I've been rambling a lot through housekeeping. I keep forgetting what we talked about. I, <laughs> I, I think, think it's because we. Okay. I think it's because we went out of order, and my ADHD. It's late. My medication is over, and my ADHD <laughs> is going strong. It's it's the hour of ADHD. Um. Anyway, uh, yes, on those websites that you can stream our podcast. Most of them, or platforms that you can stream our podcasts, have ways to subscribe, rate, and review, or some some combination of those things. And doing any of those things really, really helps us out. It helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah! Thanks as always for listening. We'll see you for the next four episodes of Move to Heaven next week. Bye!